Golf and rock and roll? Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway Don't want no hackers to get in my way The boys and me got a big NASA going It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet, Rich B. And uh, money, 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 Henrik Stenson winning the season-ending World Tour Championship on Sunday. Rich B shooting an 8-under 64, sizzling 64 in the final round. The Swede becomes the first golfer to win the PGA Tours FedEx Cup and European Tours Race to Dubai in the same season. Kaching! I'm thinking he does not want this season to end because there's a lot of money to be made. This guy's playing as good as anybody has. Look at this trophy! In a long time. That's a sweet trophy. Nobody has played any better than uh, Henrik Stenson for the last six months. And he's played, been playing a little bit injured uh, as well in these in the closing stretch here. Uh, I mean, just uh, phenomenal the way uh, he he played. And um, Ian Poulter trying to give him a little bit of heat. Birdied his closing two holes to shoot a 66 and finished second at 19 under. Uh, he also finished second in the race to Dubai. So a uh, lot, uh, boy, very, pretty exciting finish over hey, there. There's some, in, still some uh, pretty good golf going on right now. Ton actually. of good golf going on. We had, uh, of course, the McGladry Cup uh, last week. Um, with uh, Chris Kirk winning from uh, a good old Georgia boy who's going to be heading to the Masters. And um, the rain-soaked OHL Classic in Mexico, hats off to Harris English winning uh, his second PGA Tour event and um, pretty handily on Sunday. They had a lot of rain there, but but they got it in. And we got a lot to talk about, Rich B., and... Uh, we're going to go straight to our main man, Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going, guys? Going well. Um, so just uh, give us your thoughts on these last couple of events, but uh, the big win uh, by Henrik Stenson over the weekend. Yeah, it was a big win. I mean, uh, money-wise, uh, prestige-wise, the whole thing, to win the FedEx Cup, and the Tour Championship and the Race to Dubai and the season-ending uh, Dubai Tour Championship, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just something that's pretty impressive. I mean, it's something that Rory wasn't able to do, um, even though he won the money title on both tours last year. It's different than winning the Tour Championship and FedEx Cup. Same for Luke Donald. I mean, he won the money title on both tours but didn't capture either of those tournaments. So, uh been a heck of a ride for Stenson since July. I mean, it, uh, you know, the amount of money that he's made since, really, since the Scottish Open and 
know, he had top fives at the British Open and the PGA, and he had two wins, and he won in Europe. I mean, it's you know, it's with all the bonuses, it's something like twenty million dollars. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, it's incredible stuff. And you know, it's making some people say, you know, if you had a if you had a World Tour Player of the Year, you know, w- would you give it to him over Tiger or over Adam Scott? I mean, I think it's uh, it's it's a, certainly an interesting debate. It certainly is. Do you think uh, there's going to be some talk about that, Bob? Do you think we'll see that coming coming down the road? Yeah, I mean, you know, the golf riders have a player of the year. The AGW, which is sort of the our European counterpart, they have a player of the year. I mean, obviously it's not as prestigious as the tour's own players of the year, but, you know, I think it's there's it's in, in media circles it's some pretty good chatter. And, uh, you know, I remember three years ago when Jim Furyk was the PGA Tour Player of the Year, the golf riders in the U.S. gave the award to Graham McDowell because he had won the U.S. Open. Uh, he had also won a couple of times in Europe, and he made the, that, that clinching putt for uh, and, and actually beat Tiger at uh, his tournament, and he made that clinching putt for the, uh, uh, you know, for the for the European Ryder Cup team. So he won the award, uh, and I think you've got something similar here going. I mean, there's been a lot of golf that's been played since the Tour Championship, uh, and uh, you know, I, I think uh, you, you can't uh, you can't dismiss what Stenson's done, and you can't dismiss what uh, Adam Scott's doing. In, you know, these last couple of weeks in Australia. It's, it's really amped up his resume for the year as well. You know, interestingly enough, uh, the uh, Kuchar was even saying, you know, with the amount of tours and good tours that are now, uh, in, you know, in, in play, that it's going to be uh, maybe there will be a day when there is a world, uh, uh, you know, uh, dominating player, you know, uh, appointed or, you know, anointed. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't see that too far off, Bob. No, I think we've been getting closer and closer to that. Um, when you have these events that go overseas in which all the players from all the tours compete, and plus you've got the World Golf Championship events, you know, you've got three that are played in the U.S., you've got the four majors, you've got the WGC event in China, uh, that's eight pretty solid tournaments where there's really, in theory, access to anyone. Uh, throw in the Players' Championship, which has a, a world ranking component. The same with the European Tours BMW. Uh, you know, it's, 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 we're getting closer and closer, I think, to, to that point where, you know, there could be 15, 18, like really big tournaments that are sort of, uh, earmarked for, for worldwide players, regardless of tour. And, uh, you know, the, the Australian events that are going on right now that, the last two weeks, this week's the World Cup, next week's the Aussie Open. So those three tournaments haven't quite made it there yet. They don't have the strongest fields. But, uh, you know, with, with uh, television coverage in the U.S., I don't know if you guys watched much of Royal Melbourne last week, you know, in the, in the wee hours or late at night. I mean, it's terrific. It's terrific to see that a golf course like that, and, and, and that helps. I think the, the ability to watch these events, uh, only probably enhances the the idea that, that that we might be a lot closer to you know to kind of some sort of a worldwide not necessarily a tour but you know worldwide events where you see all these guys uh, showing up uh, at these same tournaments. I I, I absolutely agree. I watched a, a a lot of the Turkish Open, Bob, and you know that was just some great golf and seeing a a guy uh, break through Victor Dubuisson or Dubuisson or however you say the French. 
pronunciation. Right. Uh, I mean, it was a it was a great finish down the stretch between uh, you know with Poulter and Justin Rose chasing, and I think as we've gotten to see more of these players play worldwide, uh, you know, we 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 know more global players and follow them. Right, and they they interchange where they play way more often. I mean, you know, it's it's in a way it's somewhat sad that. That a guy like Seve Ballesteros didn't play the PGA Tour, or didn't quite have the access to it. Uh, you know, uh, Sandy Lyle did to some extent, but uh, uh, you know, a lot of the guys in, from that time period, Nick Faldo even didn't really play the PGA Tour until later in his career. You know, his career was forged in Europe. These things are far easier to accomplish today, where you can play both. Travel, of course, is easier. And, and the tours have worked together. I mean, having these events that count on both is what really makes it possible. You know, I was looking this up the other day because it's, it's a little bit of an interesting debate with, with Henrik Stenson and Tiger. You know, uh, Stenson won these, you know, two prestigious honors on both tours, but he only won three tournaments worldwide and Tiger won five. And, in, and in, technically, Tiger won two European tour events and Stenson only won one. The World Golf Championship events count on the European Tour. And if you add up the money that Tiger won in European Tour events, now that counts the majors in the World Golf Championships, one of which he skipped. And, uh, you know, he also played Nabi Dhabi where he didn't get make any money yet in Turkey. He would have finished third on their money list, uh, playing just nine tournaments, one one of which he <laughs> missed the cut. So, uh uh, you know, it's it's interesting how how all this has evolved. I mean, Tiger actually has nine tournaments that he played this year that ca- that counted on the European Tour. Well, he he picks them carefully and he picks them well. As we've mentioned, uh, Bob, and maybe you can just share with our listeners again. I mean, it's a remarkable comeback story for Stenson as well. I mean, literally it was a couple of years ago when he had just completely fallen, you know, off the radar. He had fallen outside of the top 200 in the world, uh, uh, really just barely less than two years ago. Um, it's incredible to think that uh, um, that that's the case. You know that he actually, uh, you know, had fallen that far down, and that wasn't that far after he had actually been in the top five. He won the Players Championship in 2009, and in 2010 he actually finished third at the Open. And then he just crashed. Something happened to his game. There's been a lot of speculation that, you know, he had a lot of money tied up with the whole uh, Stanford financial thing. And, you know, the guy who ran that company was uh, actually jailed because, uh, you know, it it determined that uh, he had been running a Ponzi scheme. And and Stenson lost millions of dollars. Nobody knows exactly how much. And he's he's been a little bit loath to talk about it, I think, probably because he realizes that, you know, he's had plenty of opportunity to make that money back. But still, I don't care how much money you have. If you lose millions of dollars and something like that, it's got to hurt. And so and then his game kind of went in the tank. So, But he's emerged from that and, uh, you know, has these uh, three wins now here in the last couple of months. And, I, you know, obviously I think he's going to be a big factor going forward at the majors. I think we're going to look, look to him to be a contender because uh, he was a contender this year and, and – and we didn't quite notice it as much. Now that he's done all this, you, you look back and you go, wow, you know, he, he could have grabbed one of those too. 
Absolutely. Well, you know, and here we are, uh, the third week of November, still talking about a lot of exciting golf, Bob. And I, I think it's just good for the game, and it's great for the fans, no doubt about it. Absolutely, yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, and you know, there's actually a couple of pretty good events still to come. Uh, uh, World Cup, Australian Open, Tigers tournament in a couple of weeks, and and then before you know it, we'll be we'll be into 2014. That's right. But we're going to be eating some turkey next week and taking the taking the week off. So want to wish you happy holidays, and um, we'll be talking to you in December, Bob. Sounds good. Hard Thanks to believe. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, Bob. Same to you guys. Thank You're listening you. to the Golf Insiders, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We have Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel coming up next. an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. The struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with Rich B., Beautiful golf weather, Rich. Oh, my God. Hunter's Creek looks so good right now. The uh, overseed's in. Mm. Winter ryegrass, all in, all good. Greens are rolling nice. And, uh, yeah, the ch- rates are real, uh, you know, very good right now. I'm playing Champions Gate tomorrow. I've got some friends coming in for the UCF Rutgers game tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. A little local sports. Now, UCF won last week. Unbelievable football game. It was awesome to watch. And... We now officially have a Major League Soccer team, 2015. Woo! We will have the Orlando City Soccer. And uh, how about my Bills in the big win with the oh, Jets? hey Hey, we got the easiest schedule left for the year. Oh, yeah, for you're the already season. planning for the playoffs. Please, Holly, you got to stop. It's a Cinderella Not story, as always. And I will say you guys got robbed on Sunday with that, uh, Monday night with that call, uh, whatever the heck. I, you know, past interference. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. So we need to go to our main man who's been globetrotting all over uh, Australia down under and fill us in on what's going on with the Aussies and Adam Scott on this back to back win. The Australian PGA and Australian Masters, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Hello. Hey, guys. How are you? We are great. Did I hear a barking dog? Was that a. Oh, that's your phone, Rich Yeah, B. that's my phone. How perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe it was a you know Australian cattle dog or something. No, no, not, oh. no. I'm back in the I'm back in the states now. Finally adjusted to that 16-hour time difference. So. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, us, uh, the the big homecoming for Adam Scott. Tell us, mm. um, it must have been something else. Well, it was. I mean, again, the first Aussie to win the Masters, and uh, spent some time with Adam at Eastlake at the Tour Championship. <laughs> In the locker room, actually, and and he was uh, he was getting his his green jacket dry cleaned, customized a bit, uh, making sure that it was in tip top shape for his trip home to Australia. And and winning the Australian PGA that was the first tournament that he played in Australia a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was very important to him because that's the only big Aussie event that he hasn't won. He's won the Australian Masters, which he repeated last week. He's won the Australian Open, but he's never won the Australian PGA. And not only did he put some 
pressure on himself by saying he really wanted to win that event. But he also was playing on the Gold Coast, which is uh, not too far from where he grew up. So you know, it was it was quite a bit of a homecoming, and he handled it beautifully. Um, you know, and, and, and I tell you, Tiger needs to look over his shoulder because Adam Scott is striking the ball beautifully. He's got a tremendous amount of confidence right now. And heading into 2014, um, he's going to be someone that's going to be, in my opinion, Whenever he puts the peg in the ground, he is going to be in contention heading into the weekend. And how about Henrik Stenson? Uh, Rich B and I were just doing some uh, calculating here at the break. I think his caddy did pretty well on uh, on these couple of uh, season-ending paychecks. What do you think? Yeah, Garth Lord, he, uh, he, he did start the year with Henrik, but uh, boy, did he really finish. Uh, uh, he, he did get the winner's commission for the Tour Championship, and I'm assuming Henrik did the same thing for winning the race to Dubai. Hard to believe that at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, Henrik Stenson was ranked outside the top 50 in the world ranking. Um, and, and now look what he has done. Um, and just like Adam Scott, I don't see him fading away in 2014. Uh, tremendous amount of confidence. Such a great, powerful player. I mean, it's, uh, I mean really, to stand, it, there, Adam Scott and Henrik Stenson, if you were at a PGA Tour event, you should stand behind them at the driving range, watch them practice and hit ball. They're both, I mean, they're both very talented, obviously, but one is a very much power player. The other one, Adam Scott's pretty powerful, too, but he does it with a little bit of grace. Um, but, gosh, they're so, it's just, I mean, the sound that they make coming off the club, the ball does, it's, it's like a shotgun blast. It is fantastic to watch those guys play. And they're, they're going to be a force over the next few years, actually. No, exactly what you're saying. I, I spent a bunch of time at the PGA Championship watching them hit balls, and I totally agree with you. You know, uh, I just want to know, is anybody getting any more fun out of their green jacket than Adam Scott has in the last uh, <laughs> 10 months? Well, it's hard to tell. I mean, because, I mean, Bubba had some pretty good fun, pretty good moments, rather, uh, with his green jacket uh, that he told me about privately. But, I mean, considering the history that comes with Adam Scott being the first Aussie to wear the green jacket, you think about all the great players that, that came out of Australia uh, that have won major championships. It's hard to believe that no Aussie has ever won a Masters um, and Adam Scott being the first. And, and, and when Adam, right now, he's in the third leg of four weeks of playing in Australia, Adam said to me, and, and he's living this out too, he said that he's not going to celebrate Adam Scott in Australia in November. He's going there to celebrate Australian golf. He's celebrating this with his people. And, and also he's there to kind of inspire some other up-and-coming Aussies um, to say, hey, look, you know, I don't want to be the only one wearing this green jacket. Sure, I'd like to win it every time I tee it up, but he's realistic that that's not going to happen. But he'd love to see some other Aussies do the same. So he's there to celebrate Australian golf, and he's also there to inspire. And, and that's just kind of the guy that, that Adam is. I mean, I've gotten to know Adam over the last few years. I tell you, it, you will be hard-pressed to find a a kinder, more humble, believe it or not, good person not only in golf, but on the planet than Adam Scott. I mean, he is a true champion on and off the golf course. Yeah, first first class all the way. And uh, Jason Day and Adam Scott pairing up for the World Cup coming up, the uh, ISPS Honda World Cup. So it'll be fun to, to watch them. Yeah, it will be fun. It's on Golf Channel, awful round. And this is interesting. If you follow the World Cup, this is, this is totally different than it has been in years past. 
this is kind of like an Olympic format. You know, in years past, there have been teams of two-man teams from from each country participating, and they would play foursome. They would play four ball. This is not that way. This is an individual stroke play event, and players are teamed together. There is a team competition, but there is also an individual competition, and the winner getting over a million dollars. So this is kind of the way it's going to – it looks like it's going to be uh, for the Olympics, this type of format. They are playing individual stroke play, and then they'll add the team scores together to to determine a team winner. And only the top three teams will get prize money. But this is more of an individual tournament than a team tournament. And Matt Kuchar and Kevin Streelman teeing it up uh, for the United States. Uh, Kuchar – uh, kind of fading a little bit in the um, final round of the Australian Masters, having a double bogey on 18, but um, he uh, he seems to like playing over there quite a bit. Well, yeah, who wouldn't, by the way, want to play at Royal Melbourne? Um, an Alistair McKenzie jewel. Um, I, I had the fortunate pleasure of being on that golf course for the President's Cup a couple of years ago, and it is fantastic. I mean, really is. I mean, you can really see a little bit, a lot of Augusta on that golf course. The greens are very much the defense of that golf course, but I mean, it's laid out wonderfully. It is a sea, is near the sea, I should say, or near the ocean, uh, but it's not a real links course. But uh, it, anybody that plays that golf course, and I think Kevin Strom was going to play it for the very first time uh, with Matt Kuchin, they, they're going to love it. Now, and there's an advantage to those players who played last week in the Australian Masters because. They have familiarized themselves with Royal Melbourne because the Australian Masters was played on Royal Melbourne last year or last week, rather. So, a little bit of an advantage there. It's great golf course, great scenery, great players, unique, different format, and again, you can see it all in Golf Channel. It'll be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. We're just getting some awesome coverage around the world, thanks to uh, all the great team at Golf Channel. And as things are winding down, uh, the LPGA has their final event in Naples this week weekend, the CME Group title holders. Your thoughts on uh, the pro debut of Lydia Ko? Yeah, I'm interested to see how Lydia Ko adjusts to professional golf life. Um, I will say this, Carol Mann, who's in the World Golf Hall of Fame, you know, She's up there a bit in years, but it is interesting that she tweeted something. I find it first fascinating that she's on Twitter. It was actually kind of cool. Uh, but she tweeted Go out Carol. something today. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. She tweeted out something today. She said, the calmness and kindness of Lydia Ko reminds me of Nancy Lopez. And uh, Nancy had a pretty good career. Um, the thing that, that's going to be – here's the thing that I, I fall – into this trap a bit. A lot of media members do, a lot of fans do, and even some of the players do. When these young players come out and they have immediate success, i.e. Ricky Fowler, i.e. Roy McIlroy, uh, we have high, uh, Jordan Spieth, we have high expectations for them after that. And not only do, do they feel the pressure from the fans and the media, but they also feel a lot of internal pressure too. It's like, hey, what? I won when I was 21. Why am I not winning while I'm 22 or 23? And and then you start pressing. And it's it's when you're that young and that, yeah, I mean, you're not that mature in life, much less in professional golf. You have to you have to go through a process of of, of corralling your expectations, and that's what Lydia Coe's going to have to do. Not to mention the fact that she's going to have to. Get used to the grind of travel. Get used to, you know, knowing where to stay, what the golf courses are like. 
you know, what it is to play four or five events in a row. So she's got a, a lot of work ahead of her. But like I said, she's got a calmness and and a kindness about her. I think that's really going to benefit her. Absolutely. It'll be fun to um, see how she handles this weekend. But uh, so far she seems to, uh, you know, she just seems to have this just very regularness about her. Um, yeah, I, like, you know, I agree. I agree. She's got that. She's an everyday golfer. When I say that, I mean the everyday person can relate to her. But she's going to get her first professional check. There's no cut in this tournament. so That's right. I hope, I hope she frames it and keeps it, and I'm sure she will. This is, this is a big week for her. Yeah, game on. Well, um, it has just been great for golf fans to get all this terrific coverage on the Golf Channel. Todd, I mean, we've been able – I've been sitting down at – 10 o'clock at night watching golf, tuning in at 6 in the morning, watching the Turkish Open. It's just been your your crew over there has uh, just been giving the golf fans a whole lot of great golf to watch all over the world and um, wouldn't be possible without the Golf Channel. We always appreciate you spending some time with us. Glad to do it. And, uh, by the way, if you're watching at 7 a.m., I'll be on Morning Drive. All right. <laughs> I'll be tuning in with my uh, cup of joe. Holly Sanders going to be there? You know, you're, it, I, I would like to meet a male on the planet that asks, that does not ask me when I mission morning drive about Holly Saunders or Lauren Thompson. Uh, you know, once upon a time, once upon a time, this Holly G had it all wrapped oh, up. Wow. I'll tell you what. There we go. <laughs> hey, happy Thanksgiving, Todd. You too, guys. All right, Todd. Thanks so much. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We've got lots more golf coming up. We'll be right back. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play a pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. It good, just make We're back, the Gulf Insiders. Taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. And uh, there's still some Q schools going on, Rich B. Hey, Champions Tour. They are out there in TPC Scottsdale, Scottsdale, Arizona. And these guys, the the top 30, will get their uh, card for the Champions Tour next year. And local favorite, Gene Jones, longtime mini tour player, tour player, T33, he's minus four right now, four under, tied for 33rd. Damon Green, another local. Zach Johnson's caddy. Z- Zach out of Johnson's Sarasota. Caddy. He's tied for 46th. So you got to wonder if uh, Zach Johnson pulling for him to make it, or you know, does he need a caddy for next year? <laughs> hey. But uh, yeah, West Short Jr. is leading at 12 under. Billy Glasson is 11 under. And uh, these guys are uh, trying to play for a card. There will be some conditional cards, but. Uh, Top 30 get their uh, their card for the year, which is pretty cool. Very cool. So um, it is that time of year when we are still talking a ton of tour golf, but uh, the college golf scene is in full tilt. And uh, we're going to spend a little time talking to one of the best guys when it comes to college golf coverage in the media biz. And that would be Lance Ringler from Golf Week. Hey, Lance. How are you doing? Great. It's good to have you on. It's been a while. It has. It's been a long time. 
So fill us in on what's going on in in men's on the men's side of things. Uh, looks like Alabama is sitting on top of uh, top of the the stack here right now on the men's side. They are. You know, since the calendar turned to 2013, way back on January 1st, a lot of the buzz last last spring was all about California and the and the type the the, the year they were having. They, I think they ended up winning. Uh, 11 of 14 events last year, and a lot of people were talking about them having the best year ever, and and that very well could be. But there was a team from the SEC, the Roll Tide, Alabama, quietly winning a lot of tournaments and and went into the national championship and won the national championship, and they carried that right over to this fall. They have not lost. They're ranked number one, and there's not been a team better in 2013 than Alabama, and they are something. They are deep. They're they're strong. They got a lot of talent, and uh, they, they they have a big winning streak going right now. Uh, share with us a, about a couple of the players that uh, are you know kind of the standouts right now in the college scene that uh, we should be keeping our eyes on. Well, we went into the year with a couple of guys, you know, names that we've gotten familiar with a little bit. You know, Patrick Rogers from Stanford, who who played in a tour event and made the cut at the John Deere. And a couple guys coming back, you know, Brandon Hagee from California. But what happened this uh, this fall was we just had a whole lot of new names pop up that, that you know, are good golfers, but, you know, there, there's no sure thing out there anymore. And, and right now, Trey Mullinax from Alabama, who's maybe their, you know, going into their year, maybe their number three or four or even five guy, and he, he's ranked number one in the country. <laughs> and uh, wow. the kid – kid from Texas A&M named Ben, ben Cranser, who was number one for a lot of the fall. He's now number five. But, you know, guys, a lot of guys, I mean, Holly, anymore, there are so many players at this level that can play. And in the long haul of things, sure, Patrick Rogers is probably going to be somebody we're going we're gonna to talk about. And you know, there'll be others, but, but you just never know. A guy right down in, in Florida, uh, Brooks Kepka's brother, Chase Kepka at South Florida, is having an outstanding fall, and he's in our top ten. So there's just a lot of guys on any given week. You know how in the NFL they say any given Sunday? Well, that's the same thing that applies for college golf. Any given week, there's a lot of good guys that can win golf tournaments. And I'm sitting here looking at the uh, uh, top ten in UCF, uh, ranking eighth. You know, you would expect maybe see University of Florida or Florida State, but UCF having built a really strong team over the last few years. Yeah, very quietly. They, they in the last year and a half or so, they have they have popped up and are a team that doesn't get it a lot of attention, but they're right there and, and you got to be you got to keep an eye on them because they're definitely a team that can uh, that that has proven that it can make some noise. And uh, yeah, ranked number eight in the country right now going into the the uh, spring break or you know I call it the spring going into the spring season. Uh, they're a team that that should should come into the spring playing well. You know, being a Sunshine State school and and having the ability to practice all winter. So they could be really strong this spring. Now, um, you're probably somebody that watched Jordan Spieth play a lot of golf. Um, you surprised at the amazing success he's had this year? You know, I am. I, I, I really am. I mean, there's a lot of guys, and, and that's the fun part of my job. I get to sit back and, and, and predict whether or not uh, a player is going to be good at the next level. And he's one, honestly, I, I, I thought it, I, I didn't see this coming. I didn't not. Definitely not to the, the the magnitude that he has broke out on the PGA Tour. So yeah, and I think most people would tell you they're surprised. I mean, there's not been very many people accomplish what he's accomplished in a short amount of time. So absolutely, uh, but it just goes to show you, Holly, that 
I've, I've said it for 15 years now. The, the best the best place to prepare yourself for the PGA Tour, the mini tour, college golf. It, it's a it's a wonderful thing. It's a great avenue for these players to get better. They're tested on really good golf courses. A lot of times the conditions that they play in are not favorable, and it, it prepares these kids well. And, and you, we're seeing it right now. Look at all the kids from the University of Georgia, you know, that are winning. Harris English, Kirk, uh, Chris Kirk, Russell Henley. Uh, all these guys were staples at the college level just a few years ago. And it doesn't stop with those guys. There's a lot more that are having a lot of success out there that uh, people, you know, would not have seen this, you know, 15, 20 years ago. You know, there there are a lot of international students as well involved in this. Yeah. I, I mean, face, let's face it, you know, that if you're an international player and, and you're not going to turn pro, which they don't very often on the men's side, if you want to play and get better, college golf's the ticket. And, you know, with, with scholarship dollars and, and a great traveling circuit over here, they all find their way to, to the United States schools, and that's been going on for some time. We just have about a minute left, um, Lance. If you could give us uh, now the the, the women's uh, side of things, uh, UCLA. Now, now there there's where the California teams are, are really shining. UCLA and Southern Cal uh, first and second. Yeah, Southern Cal is 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 has not lost since uh, last year at the NCAA championship. They return Annie Park, who was uh, is just a you know she's a specimen. She's tall. She hits it long. She's very athletic. And, uh, you know, once again, you know, UCLA and USC are right atop the pack. And if you look look at the, the the top teams in the country, it starts out on the West Coast with the Pac-12. Washington has been really good the last couple of years. You know, Stanford and Pepperdine and Arizona State, I mean, you got six of the top seven teams in the country are from the West West Coast uh, or Western time zone. So, uh, you know, that's where, that's where they're at, and that's, that's where, you know, all attention is focused going into the spring season on them West Coast schools. Awesome. Well, Lance, we appreciate you spending a little time with us. A um, lot, of, lot of good college golf coming up um, as we as we head into uh, the the holiday season, and nobody covers it better than Golf Week. Go to golfweek.com, click on college, and you will just see pages and pages of content, profiles of players. Lance Ringler, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with the Golf Insiders. Thank you, Holly. Let's talk next spring when the championships are here. You got it, buddy. Thanks so much. All right. You're, yeah. li- you're listening to the Golf Insider, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really. We're back, the Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. Wrapping up an hour of Intelligent Golf Talk, Holly G, along with Rich B. Rich, I mean, it's, a, it's you know, five days a week from Thanksgiving. We're still talking about so much great golf. And what's up for uh, Thanksgiving, Holly? What do we got? Turkey. <laughs> You're a turkey. Anyway, great time this season. Great golf season. Uh, this thing's been going on for how long, Holly? You've been running this uh, radio show forever. And uh, highlights this year, Rich B, legend, North Florida. Oh, you just had to. <laughs> you just had to. Had to uh, go on your little pedestal you know there, I didn't swear. you? My highlight is actually seeing Henrik Stenson 
rule golf for the last six months. I mean, this guy is playing as good as anybody. I mean, laser-like, focused, and he's really, uh, you know, it's fun to watch somebody dominate like that. We're just talking to uh, the guy from uh, Golf Week. You know, and there's going to be a plethora of young golfers coming out, right? Every year, there's just so many great golfers coming out into the field. You know, amateur golfers, wannabe pro golfers. And, uh, boy, we do see a lot of them here in Central Florida. But, you know, that's part of golf. Love it. You got to love it. Any more dominating figures do you see on the horizon? Who's going to take over Henrik Stenson? My my new guy is um, this... uh... Dubuisson. Victor Dubuisson. Uh, what do you have, Dubuisson. a moment? You know what we need to talk about right now, Holly? What happened to Lindsey Vaughn? I bet you Tiger wiped out and hit her in the knee with his skate. No. He wiped out and took her out. I, I those, those are the worst ski accidents you can have. I don't think that was happening, but um, I, I, I do think that um, maybe Lindsey was not too happy that uh, Tiger, Tiger, Tiger said that he was maybe not going to make it to the Olympics. They, uh, to watch her to ski? Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, you know, he's, uh, he, he better stay off the mountain because I imagine everybody in the world's just getting all scared because he's going to take one run, and the next thing you're going to see is Tiger coming down the slope in a basket. You know, they're just going to find bits and pieces of him all over the side of the mountain. There's no way he should be on the mountain skiing. Hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> it's not the end for uh, Lindsey Vaughn because um, she just is so exciting to watch, and uh, uh, it, that would be a real loss for the Olympics. Uh, and lost in space right now is Terry Purdom from Florida Golf Central. We're looking at her brand new uh, issue here, f- featuring uh, Jack Nicklaus and Bocciari with a brand new golf grip that's coming out. We got to see if we got to. Get a hold of Terry, and uh, let's uh, take a quick break, Rich, and we'll 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 come back. Oh, we don't have any more breaks left. Okay, so uh, Holly, me and you, babe. All right, so let's see. One of the big uh, one of the big new. Well, let's let's look at let's look at the Space Coast Tour. They're now uh, five events in, I believe, and um, and they were just in Harmony. They were in Harmony. I know you were out there. I told you you should have played in the tournament. These guys are good. I mean, I'm a little too uh, old for uh, these guys. They're still young, and they hit it a mile. These guys, there's a lot of these uh, pro tour guys out. You know, it's that time of year. They come down from up north. They want to play in uh, events, and, uh, you know, it, it's very uh, it's very competitive. Casey Flanagan uh, won at Metro West this past week, and um, he shot 71-74 for a total of 144. Five, and uh, Charles Delsman, uh, the winner at Harmony Preserve, he's got some game for sure. Hey, and they're playing at Eagle Creek tomorrow, so I don't think it's too late. You can probably get in if you are interested in playing. Go to SpaceCoastProTour.com. Check it out. They're playing the next two days. They're playing the next two days. At Eagle Creek Golf Club over on the east, or, you know, over by Lake Nona. Great golf course. Eagle Creek. Now, they've got a, a two-dayer, Thursday and Friday, right, Holly? At Eagle Creek. And is it too late to get in? I think you can still get in. Not not too late. To, are you talking about tomorrow's? Yes. Uh, tomorrow's at Champions Gate. Oh. Tomorrow they're playing at Champions Gate. 
um, on the international course. On okay, the international cool. course. Still too late to get in? Uh, no, not not too late at all. So, um, Dave, let's see. I think we're mm, talking the fifth event so far, and um, they've had some really good competition. And I think too, you know, it's not easy getting a new tour started. A uh, lot of competition. There was a story in Golf Week about the number of um, mini tours in in the Florida in the Florida Florida scheme. And um, I think um, it's all good for the game, especially in terms of the new um, process with the web.com and and the PGA Tour, you know, eliminating the official Q school. So it's important to have these mini tours and provide more places for guys to play. I know you know that uh, well, having still being a competitive player. So uh, we all support that Space Coast Tour and. Uh, check it out, SpaceCoastProTour.com. Yeah, and uh, how about your golf game, Holly? Any uh, Anything exciting? Yeah, I'm going to be actually teeing it up for the next four days, Rich B. What? Yeah. Four days? Four days. Got some uh, friends in town from New Jersey, some, some, uh, some friends from Rutgers who are going to play tomorrow uh, at Champions Gate, and then we're... Gonna be playing uh, out at Eagle Dunes and oh uh, Black Marath- Bear, a golf marathon. So yeah, it's gonna be a, a big, big weekend for uh, for me on the links, and it just feels good to be back out playing. So let's see, we're looking again through uh, Terry's uh, magazine here because she seems to be lost. She was gonna give us a report from the CME title holders tournament oh i'm gonna kick her butt you're on the line terry purdom where are you you're gonna kick my butt yeah i don't think so i yeah. could take you any day. <laughs> no, i don't think so i don't think so not with that golf not with that golf game so what's going on at cme oh my gosh you know what how wonderful it is you got one minute that to tiburon to the ritz it was a wonderful venue or is a wonderful venue you know the pro-am was yesterday and today people are all excited about having it there at the ritz um, I went out on the first hole with my favorite, Brittany Lindsaycomb, bam, bam, and got to chat it up with her mother a little bit, Angie. She's so proud of her daughter. And it's, it's so cool, Holly. You will appreciate this. Hey, Rich B. Terry. Terry, you, are you representing Orlando down there in the southwest uh, Are you kidding southwest me? Florida? I'm representing. Represent. <laughs> but we roll up, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, the magazine's here. It was, it was a great reception, first of all, because they had their ad campaign in. But I go out on the first hall with Brittany Lindsay get to talk to her mother, whom, you know, we've watched her grow up for 14 years in the mag, and it was wonderful to see her outdrive the three gentlemen that were on the pro-in that were CME bigwigs, and one guy shanked it off to the right, and, and Angie, uh, Brittany's mom, says, well, we'll play that hole eventually, so that'll be okay. Where <laughs> <laughs> it was priceless. Perfect. It was a I love it. Beautiful day out there. A lot of good vendors. You know, a lot of great excitement around the LPGA. Well, tell us quick, Terry, about who's on the cover and this new uh, grip that's revolutionizing the golf industry. Oh, okay. Yes, Bocherry is how you pronounce it, Nicholas. And the Bocherry, I know how you love the word ro- revolutionize the grip industry. Back weighted, and everybody can go in uh, to FloridaGolfCentral.com online or on our Facebook and get a free grip. There's a whole promotion that they can do in there, but it's a back way to grip. And um, may I please... Just by going to FloridaGolfCentral.com? Go to FloridaGolfCentral.com or go to our Facebook page, Florida Golf Central. Like us on Facebook. Go to Bocherry's Facebook and like them and 
you know, all the cruciality, criticality of Facebook. Which and uh, you can pick you can pick up the magazine. It's out now. It's all around uh, Central local Florida. Golf it's shops. everywhere. It's everywhere. Fourteenth anniversary, and uh, we just want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving, Terry. We got to go. That's it. That's it, sweetheart. Sorry. I get live radio on you. Give me text. All right. I love you guys. Bye. Thank you. Thanks to all our listeners. Thanks to all our golf insiders. We're out of here. Have a great Thanksgiving.